0: We all have this fire that's burning inside of us, right We all have this fire that even like Jeremiah would tell us like Jeremiah would tell us that we that in, in chapter 20 that it's like a fire that's tra- trapped up in our bones right and it, we have this fire that's inside of us that that gives us life, gives us meaning, gives us a start to something um, and it like it, it it's, it's known as a grave robber. It brings dead things to life. That's why we've, we sang what we sang about today. He is here to give us new life today. And, 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 and this person, this thing, this Holy Spirit, is, is what some may call the OG. Okay, that's, that's the title for today. And if you know anything about the OG, it's synonymous with this phrase, original gangster. All right, original gangsta. And here's the thing about original gangsters, okay, or gangsters, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to say it in a cool way, okay, it's, it's some, someone got labeled an OG because they were the start of something, they were the beginning point of something, Be, um, because they, they were able to accomplish things that, 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 that were unthinkable. Some may even say the implausible, and our OG is this, it's the original ghost, it's the Holy Spirit. He, he brings new life. He's a grave robber, a life giver. He can, he can restore that marriage. He can restore that addiction. He can, he can bring those things that's inside of us back to life. He can bring those things inside of us that are dead and non-living and make them live again. So let, let, me, let me show you this. Okay, We have a friend. We have a friend. His name is, is Ezekiel. Okay, he's a he's a prophet. Here's the thing you have to understand about Ezekiel. He lived during the same time as Daniel. You know Daniel in the Bible? But here's the difference between the two of them. Daniel was within captivity, right? And Ezekiel was outside of the cap- captivity. So while Daniel was uh, um, inside of the Babylonian kingdom, Ezekiel was on the outside. He was like the man crying in the wilderness type stuff, right? And in And here's the thing, and this is a side note, and it's probably for a whole, could be a whole nother sermon, but here's the thing we have to understand about Ezekiel and Daniel's story. And and it's that God can speak to and through the captive and the free. God can speak to and through the captive and the free. Some of us here are captivated by our thoughts, we're captivated by our past, they've they've left left us dried up, and, and the OG, the spirit, the original ghost wants to give you new life. He wants to renew that vision in your life. He wants to give you something new. And here's, here's, what, here's, what I, here's what I mean. In Ezekiel 37, it starts off that said, said "The Lord took hold of me, and me is meaning Ezekiel. The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones." To me to a valley filled with bones." And he led me around among the bones that covered the valley floor. And here's the thing that you're going to do. When the Spirit comes in you and, and wants to bring those dead things to life, oftentimes what he'll do is he'll show you all the dead things in your life. He'll give you a little tour of that valley of death in your life. He'll he'll make things so apparent to you that you like, like these things are definitely dead in my life. He'll, he'll show you the valley of the dried bones. And it says, and they were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried up. When he, do you sometimes feel like your life is so spread thin sometimes? Like you, you feel like, like like you're, like maybe you could see, I heard somebody say it like this the other day, listen to a podcast, you're so busy but you're bored. Like it's, it's almost like you're dried up. Like you're busy. You're constantly busy. You work eight hours a day and then you go to the gym and then you go to do this and you go get your manicures and pedicures and you know, you're busy. You chase your kids around the house, you go to baseball practice, but you just you're just bored with life. And that's because there's something dead in us. This is scattered everywhere across the ground and we're completely dried up. And then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? And this, and I don't think Ezekiel under, really understood this question. Because of his answer that, he, that he's about to give. Because um, th- I think this question is really from God saying, "Do you want to live again?" Because if you if you read Ezekiel, he was struggling with some stuff. He says, and it really Israel was struggling with stuff too. But he goes on to say, he, he said, and this, this is how Ezekiel answered. He like he this was the, like the scapegoat answer. Oh, Sovereign Lord," I replied, "You alone know the answer to that." Or I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm gonna give a neutral answer. Like, you know, it's like, you know, you're in Sunday school class and somebody, and somebody asks you, the Sunday school teacher asks you a question and you answer it, Jesus, because Jesus is always right. You know what I'm saying? It's Jesus. No, it was Moses, actually. But, you know, but, you know this is one of those answers that kept Ezekiel safe. He kept Ezekiel safe. And, he got, and this is, this is verse, part of verse 4. It says this. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, and here's the thing, we first, when, when the Spirit begins to start a fire within us, when the Spirit begins to be a fire starter within us, what He's going to ask us to do is He's going to call us to speak into what is dead. He's going to ask you to speak into what is dead. Because unless you acknowledge it, unless you speak into it, it's never going to change. That's what I, that's what I had to learn is that until I spoke the trauma that happened in my life, until, until I spoke the things that, that, that I, until I was brutally honest with myself and with others, I was never going to be set free and become alive. I could put on a good show. I can make it seem like I was happy and en- enjoying life and doing those things, but inside I was struggling until I spoke into what was dead in me. This is why, and Paul would write to the, Corinthians, to the Corinthian church, he would say this, and go ahead and put it up here, because they put it up real small right up there for some reason. It says this in the scriptures. It say, it says I spoke because I had faith. And the next next one, the next verse fourteen, it says, as we have that we have the same kind of faith. So we speak. Keep going. Because we know that God raised the Lord Jesus to life, and just as God raised Jesus, he just as God raised Jesus, he will also raise us to life. Why? Because we speak life from life. We speak life from life. Maybe that dead thing in you is that addiction that needs to be spoken into. Maybe, maybe that dead thing in you is that, is that marriage. Maybe you need to speak it, truth and boldness into that marriage. Maybe there's that dream or vision that God gave you in your life, and it seemed dead, and it seemed like it was at the end. It seemed like nothing could ever happen. It seems like it was impossible for this to happen, and God right now is telling you to speak into it. You have the power of the Holy Spirit living within you as believers and you can speak life because the Holy Spirit gives you life. Here's what. Here, how do you know that, Derek? It's because of this. It says, it's on saying Ezekiel 37.4, it says, Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to these dry bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. Why? Because the Lord's words are what matters most. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. And make you live again. Here's the thing about breath that you gotta understand. Breath is this Hebrew word there. It's called pneuma. If you're taking notes you can write this down. Breath equals pneuma. Okay, and what pneuma means in Hebrew literally means wind, breath, and spirit. He's saying, I'm gonna give you a spirit of life. When we receive the original ghost, when we receive the Holy Spirit, death becomes life. He puts something on the inside of us. When we receive the Holy Spirit, he brings us to life. He puts a hope in us. When when, when the when the Holy Spirit takes hold of us, what, what happens is, is that it, it gives life to those broken dreams and those broken visions. When we have the Holy Spirit, it gives life to what that seemed to be dead marriage. When we have the Spirit, those addictions can be broken. Whether it's addiction to pornography, what, to drugs, whatever it may be. That when we receive this original ghost, death becomes life. Because we've spoken into it and we said, Spirit, take a hold of that. He gives us new life. He gives us something on the inside of us that, that, that pushes us. It's a fire that keeps us, keeps us going. And it goes on to say this in Ezekiel 37, 6. It says, I will put flesh and muscles, and I will cover your skin, and I'll put, in, put into you, you, and you will come to life. Then Then you will come, well, come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The Spirit takes this new life and it gives it flesh. He takes that dream and the vision. I don't know how I'm going to do this with holding the microphone, but he he takes he takes our new vision. And when the Spirit comes, he, he dresses I'm just going to lay this down. It don't really matter. He says, "I I brought you to life, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the tools that you need. I'm gonna dress you for success." He says, "He says you have this dream. I've given you this dream, and it seemed like everything has failed. Everything, and maybe it's by choices that you've made. Maybe it's a choice you made, or maybe this choice has been done by, to you. But the Spirit is calling you to life. And when the Spirit calls you to life, when the Spirit when the Spirit calls you to life, He He clothes you. He He gives you what you need to do the task that He's given you to do." The Spirit is calling you to life. Actually, He's doing more than that. When He's clothing you and He's dressing you, He's putting meat on your, on your bones, when he's, when he's giving you everything that you need to do, the purpose that you've been called to live for, he, he gives you everything you need to be successful because you have the Holy Spirit within you that gives you life, and now that Holy Spirit is clothing you and giving you what you need for it to be successful. And when he dresses you, when he gives you what you need, what he's doing is he's awakening the sleeping giant within you. Because within you is the power to change the world. It wasn't that these 12 men who are followers of Jesus, like, listen, they were unlearned, the Bible says, men. Let me just give you an example of what I mean. Okay, Um, if you know anything about Jewish tradition, um, you went to school for the first five years of your life. And if the high priest thought you were in, thought you, hey, he, he could be something, then, then you would stay. But if you didn't, you went back and learned your father's trade. Right? And then, so if you look at, the, look at these followers of Jesus, they were all doing what? Their father's trade. They were kicked out of school. They were nobodies in their success. Like by, by no measure should they have been able to reach the world that they did. But because they had the power of the Holy Spirit that indwelled in them in Acts 2, and it dressed them, it gave them what they needed for the journey. He's trying to awaken that sleeping giant in you. Ephesians says it like this, for the light, for the light makes everything visible. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Maybe we, we need to call into those dead things and just say, wake up! Because with the Spirit in us, we cannot, we cannot stay dead. Ezekiel goes on to say this, and this is probably one of my favorite things. I'm going to be honest with you, the campground that I was in this week may have freaked out a little bit. May have freaked out a little bit on this one. because he's given us life we're speaking into the the dead what's dead in our lives and he says so I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies can you imagine being there can you imagine being Ezekiel for a minute you've seen all these dead things it's not telling how long they've been all I know is one verse of the Bible says they're dry bones So they've been there for a while y'all some of us we've been captive for a while Like those things are dried up within us. He goes, so I spoke the message. So I said to him, this is what I said. And he commanded me. And breath came into their bodies. And it says, they all came to life and stood on their feet. A great army. I mean, be a fly on the wall for a minute. I've been sitting there going... Oh my god, the walking dead. They all came to life. And so can you imagine the symbol of this like Ezekiel standing there going, Man, this is Israel. This is the church. It's been dead for too long. We as believers have been dead for too long. We've we've not we've not listened to the spirit in our life, and the spirit that's inside of us and saying, Come to life, the spirit that lights us up, that's fire in our bones. he's just waiting for us to speak it and accept it verse 11 it says this then he said to me son of man these bones represent the people of Israel it represents the church it represents Derek it represents Cody it represents Koi it represents all of us in this room the son of man these bones represent us and they are saying we have become old dry bones all hope is gone our nation is finished. Our church is finished. You imagine 2020 has been a rough year, y'all. No matter which side you're on, if you know what I'm saying? It's been a rough year. Our nation's over. Our hope is gone. Listen to verse 12. It says this. Therefore prophesy to them and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh my people, oh my church, oh Derek, oh Cody, oh Kevin fill in your name. I will open your graves. I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. He's not done with you. Israel, he's not done with you. Church, he's not done with you. Derek, he's not done with you. I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back back other song all the way back to your first love i'll bring you back to the land of israel i'll get take you back to that dream you had in your for your life i'll take you back to that vision you've had you had in your life that vision that i gave you that dream that that maybe it's that business that god gave you a dream for that business and it, and it just seems like it never worked out or that family and it never worked out and he's in here going i'm gonna raise that thing back to death from from the dead and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring you back to the land that i promised you because i am not done with you the father here's the thing when you feel like you're enslaved you feel your dream or vision is dead he's saying don't worry child i'm gonna raise that back to life The original ghost is going to bring it all the way back to life. And some of y'all have been living in death for far too long. You've been living in those broken dreams. And here's what you need to know is that the the father dreams of bringing you back to life. The father, like, listen, listen, this is what you need to know. You're... You may be you may be living in deceit. You maybe you're living in addiction. You're living a life contrary to the gospel. and this, and, and the, uh, the church has gotten this wrong for way too long. And, I, and you need to hear this: that God is not mad at you. God is not mad at you. See, I grew I, and I love the church that I grew up in, but they they always they always taught what you can't do and if you do do this this is what's going to happen it angers god and god says it's not that time yet it's not the season of wrath right now it's a season of grace and mercy and he's extending grace and mercy he's want, he's wanting to bring you back to life the, he, his dream right now is to bring you back to life uh Derek, how do you know this well it's, it's simple Ezekiel goes on to say, When this happens, O my people, you will know that I'm the Lord. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live again, and return home to your own land. And you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I have done what I said I would always do, and that is redeem and restore what is broken. He can restore your marriage. He can restore your life from that addiction. He can, with the Spirit living inside of us, giving us the tools that we need. He says, yes, the Lord has spoken. The Lord has spoken over you right now. He's he's saying, you're forgiven. You are loved. Just come home. Speak to it. Speak to that thing that you're struggling with. Because he has spoken. Jesus has spoken over you. And he says you're free. He said he said you're loved. He says you're worth it. Nothing tells us that we're worth it more than the cross of Jesus Christ. I mean this it's crazy to think about. God leaving his throne. The word becoming flesh and dwelling among men. Dying a death, he didn't need to die necessarily, but he needed to die. You get what I'm saying? Kind of like, you know, that Samaritan woman. Like he didn't, he didn't have to go through Samaria, but he needed to go
1: through Samaria.
0: Because there was someone there that needed the Spirit that needed the love, needed the acceptance. And here's here's, here's the story that 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 woman at the well heard is that you're worth it. And maybe all you need to hear this morning because of the spirit living in you is that you're worth it. And you are free from that thing that binds you. So quit picking up the chains and wrapping your own self up. Live in freedom. He has spoken it. He loves you but Jesus coming from heaven dying a death on the cross giving us victory over sin and then raising from the dead giving, giving us victory over death so here's here's a challenge for us this week y'all is are you listening to the light that's within you that light that comes from the holy spirit the only thing in life that really counts can we go back to uh, verse ten there? Because I, I, I want to make sure you get this. Give them a second to get there. You may have to change the background on it too. No, that's fine. It says, "So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies, and and it says, it says they all came to life, stood up on their feet, a great army." Then he said to me, son of man, these bones represent us, represents you. And they are saying, we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore, prophesy to them. Speak into it. Speak life into it and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people, I will open the grave. What grave do you need opened this morning? Because he already opened one. And he's ready to open another. I will open the graves of exiles. Maybe you feel like you're an outsider and you so long to be on the inside. He's like, it's already there, it's already given. Like, I've already said yes, just come in. I will open the graves of exile and cause you to rise again. And then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. He wants to bring you home. He's not mad at you makes me think of the prodigal son right like the father had every right but instead the way the story reads it's like he was waiting on his front porch he was saying I can't wait until Chaz comes home I know I know he's I know he's messed up I know Joe's messed up He's on the front porch and he's saying, he's saying, I can't wait for Mark to come home. Then I hear you, and you decide you're gonna turn, and he it says that the father runs to his son. When he sees him afar off, when he sees him out there in exile, he says, I'm going to my son. So we can leave shame out of it. We can leave guilt out of it because now we are home with the father. Out of exile. Because now we have this fire starter in us. This Holy Spirit that gives us access to the throne. That makes the ground level at the foot of the cross. To where we can approach the throne boldly. Because we have this. We have the Holy Spirit living within us. The challenge this week is this. Are you trusting this? To get rid of that shame in your heart. Or are you just trying to cover up shame with shame? Or are you trusting the Holy Spirit to cover that up? You with me? Dear God, I want to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be here. And God, I, I, this is my this is my prayer. Is that is that we continue to live in Your Spirit. we trust your spirit we trust we trust the light that's within us that we that we, that we start leaning into and trusting that you want to bring us home